Good morning. Welcome to the news around Uganda. I am Lydia Lakonyero. It is the 7th of April 2021. In our first story this morning, President Yoweri Museveni has described the late Dr. Cyprian Chizitolwanga as a developmental leader who desired his flock to live a happy life. Dr. Lwanga died on Saturday due to heart failure at his home in Lubaga and is to be buried on Thursday. Speaking during the state funeral held at Kololo Airstrip, the president said following his installation as the Bishop of Kasanaluero in 1996, Dr. Luanga established a microfinance named Twekembe which has improved the lives of people in Luero district. Now, the third reason is that when he became bishop of Kasanaruero, I was happy because he's somebody I knew as a young priest. Because you should know that he was quite young, because he's about eight years younger than me. And in 1986, I was 42, so that means you were like 30, something, 30, maybe four or something like that. When he became the bishop in Kasanaruero, I don't know what Teresi was doing there, but one of the things that I came to appreciate was his microfinance project called Twekem. which he started with his salary and it's now a big microfinance involving many, many people. I was really very happy with that because that was part of the problem I, I used to have with my Christians in the 1960s. Museveni warned the public against mass gatherings at funerals which could put them at risk of getting COVID-19. Many people have not yet been vaccinated and there is a new variety which is going around here from Kenya, from South Africa. It is still quite a, a problem. So really I appeal to the people involved when they are organizing the, 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 the funerals not to risk more people because it can't be correct that in morning somebody who has died then we, we risk more people. It, it, it can't be correct. One of our people, Katongere, died the other day, Katongere of Otoda. His widow rang me immediately because she's one of our, our leaders, Fatuma. I supported her, knowing that they were going to organize a scientific morning. But what I saw in the papers at Chibuli, I think they went to Chibuli, big crowd and so on and so forth. I, I don't think this one is really this correct because the people who are in charge should really advise people that don't endanger more. Bishop Anthony Ziwa of Chiinda Mitiana who presided over the mass said Luanga passionately preached about the love of God and mankind which must be embraced by the public. Archbishop Luanga has preached the gospel, the word of God. He has taught us to know and observe God's commandments mentioned in the gospel text. And as we know, Jesus summarized the 10 commandments into two. One, to love God with one's soul and heart, and secondly, to love one another as one loves oneself. I think Archbishop Luanga works during his lifetime were intended to put in practice God's commandments. Whether Archbishop Luanga was busy with the social economic projects, whether he was preaching the word of God, he was always emphasizing emphasizing to observe the commandments of God, loving God and fellow human beings. Also in our national news, The High Court has declined to issue a temporary injunction stopping Uganda Revenue Authority from re-examining and re-evaluating Robert Chagulanyi's alleged Ahmad Khan. 
Judge Emmanuel Baguma yesterday ruled that although Chagulani's main worry for sending back his car for re-verification and re-examination is that it is his main means of transport and personal security, he has not adduced evidence to show that sending back the car will cause him irreparable injury which cannot be compensated by an award of damages. The court's decision now leaves URA free to impound the car in case Chagulani refuses to surrender it for re-examination even though there is still a main suit in court challenging URA's decision. Chagulani had asked court to issue the said order restraining URA and its agents from enforcing the decision pending determination of the head suit saying his main suit in which he challenges URA's orders will be useless. The alleged armored car, a Toyota Land Cruiser V8, was first examined by URA and cleared, but upon Chagulani publicly claiming it was armored, he was ordered to take it back to URA for a second re-examination. Meanwhile, the State Minister for Works and Transport, Joy Kabatsi, has lashed out at foreign investors for always asking for very long-term contracts whenever they are being contracted on the different government projects. The minister made the statement while visiting the renovation works at MV Pemba Ferry that had spent 16 years packed at Luzira Landing site after being involved in collusions. The government contracted Mango Tree Group Limited to renovate the ferry with an expected budget close to 3.5 million US dollars. The project started in June last year. Kabatsi says the management contracts must not exceed five years for them to recover their money rather than always asking for very many years. Every farmer had been down here in this water, was actually rotting down there. We got people of private sector who offered to repair it. The owners, the areas did not want it repaired by private sector. They wanted government to repair it. We can encourage private sector to repair this. The money should come back quickly to them. For me, I'm looking at five years. Five years is what I'm looking at for the management contract, not 25. The minister, meanwhile, applauded the contractor of MV Pamba, saying once it's completed, it will help to easily transport goods from Mwanza to Kisumu on water transport. Still in our national news, rights activists through the National Taxpayers Protection Organization want the new taxes which are being proposed by the government to be dropped. The government had through the Ministry of Finance announced new tax measures including an annual license on cars and 30% increase on properties as a way of widening the tax base which has sparked public outrage. Now, the taxpayers' organization president, Joseph Kasibante, told journalists at the Uganda Journalists Association offices in Kawempe that the new taxes would adversely impact the economy, which still suffers effects of COVID-19 if not suspended. Taxes should be indirect. So these direct taxes, I think the government should uh, drop that idea. And secondly, recently we have been in coronavirus uh, epidemic lockdown. Now, how can you really come at this time and then you increase taxes? I appeal to the government to take into consideration that the people government is taxing heavily. They have not been working for most this year. In Barara, the Archdiocese has finally secured the land title for land formerly belonging to the Mbarara Veterinary Department in the city. The church obtained the land from the Rwampara County Member of Parliament, Charles Ngavidano, who had in turn secured it from the former Mbarara District Speaker, Grace Muhairwe. 
But two years ago, the State House Anti-Corruption Unit started to investigate how the land earlier owned by the government was changing ownership. At the intervention of President Yoel Museveni, the church was given a go-ahead to process the land title. Dr. Robert Rukari, the Mbarara City North Member of Parliament-elect on Monday, handed over the land title to the church leaders. I'm happy to announce that uh, after those many years, Fountain of Honor, two months ago, gave a directive that he knows this land very well and uh, he directed that despite any issues or controversies which could have come up in the process of uh, ownership of the land and transfer, he gave a directive that once the Christian community had an interest, it is in the benefit of government that this land is expeditiously given to the church and I want to thank him for that, that the titles have been transferred and we have handed over these titles to Uganda Matters Church. Father Didas Kasapuri, the parish priest of Uganda Matters Parish, said they are ready to develop their land. In Katakui, the human rights advocates in the district have raised concern over the increasing cases of child desertion, mostly by mothers who are victims of domestic violence. Figures obtained from the Foundation for Development of Children at Risk, Fodka, in Katakui, show that five cases of child abandonment have been reported this year. Frederick Adolai, the executive director of Fodka, explains that mothers leave the children with their fathers due to misunderstandings. He advises mothers to always report cases of domestic violence to the relevant authorities instead of leaving the innocent children to suffer in the hands of their fathers. I want to make it categorically very clear that it is against the law to desert children who are young. So instead of mothers deserting children, it is better for them to go to relevant authorities like the NOC1, like the clan leaders, either the probation office, police, and even other stakeholders like us who are responsible for ensuring that there is peace in the family. I think it would be much better because it has become very, very difficult really to see such children suffering. A mother can't leave a kid of two years, children, a child of eight months, a child of three years is against the law. And I think we shall not tolerate this. We only urge them to seek guidance from relevant authorities so that such problems are solved amicably. Transfer of aggression is very bad. And this is where children are affected in families that are affected by domestic violence. Children are affected. So we want to ensure that children are protected by ensuring that the families are also peaceful. Don't desert children. Children are innocent. In the case, if you're leaving the home, go with the children for a while as measures are being sought to see how you can reconcile with your husband, but don't leave yourself exposed to so many risks. Amid the COVID-19 lockdown, there has been a rise in the incidences of child abuse of various forms throughout the country. Globally, COVID-19 lockdown measures have exposed children to more sexual, physical and emotional abuse and neglect. Let's see what's happening in Madiokolo. Residents in Madiokolo district neighboring the Ajayi Game Reserve have been accused of attacking wild animals. The Uganda Wildlife Authority warden in charge of Ajay Babu Bakit Ulanya is concerned about increasing poaching in the game reserve. He says some of the suspects arrested have been taken to court and those found to be first offenders are advised to desist from the act. As far as the animal species are concerned, we have them, though they are few, but we are protecting them. We carry out patrols to apprehend these culprits. And once we get them, we liaise with the police to prepare the files and take them to the court. Uh, there are some uh, cases whereby if we have first offenders, we try to build in any bit. We caution them together with the local leaders and release them for the first time. During this season, I'm saying there's, uh, there's some increment in the activity. So what we are 
are going to do, we shall tighten up. Everybody will be taken boat. Of course, we shall do it with police. The charcoal burning is so rampant that it has exhausted most of the trees outside here. I want to say that it has reached the protected area also. We tried to tighten on them. But now they have changed also the mode of, of doing it. They cut the, the trees, carry them outside and burn them. But we try our best also to follow them, to arrest them from outside. Because according to the Wildlife Act, we are mandated to protect wildlife wherever it is, whether it is outside, we are mandated to do that. Ulanya appealed to the judiciary to slap tougher penalties on those convicted to deter others from illegal poaching. The current wildlife animal species in Ajayi Game Reserve include hippos, warthogs, bushbucks, lions, pangolins, buffaloes and giraffes. And with that story we come to the end of the news around Uganda. Thank you for tuning in. Good morning.